0: Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. My name is Apostle Livet Overton. We're going to have Sabbath this evening at 6.30. I want to bring this teaching on because of Easter Sunday. It's not called Easter Sunday in the Bible. It's called the Resurrection. So I'd like for you to listen to Brother Frederick K.C. Price on this teaching on the Resurrection, not Easter. God bless. Let's don't get it mixed up with Easter. the resurrection
1: come to ever-increasing faith remember these words from the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17 So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Praise God for another day and for another privilege and opportunity to share with you the living Word of God. I need your continued faithful financial support. If ever increasing faith, television is to remain on the air in your area. On the screen is an address where you can mail your tithe offering or gift of love. Let me take this opportunity to thank you so very much for your past, your present, and whatever future support you are led to give. Remember, you are helping to make it happen. All right, let's turn in our Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Today is referred to as Easter Sunday for those that are uninitiated. And for those who know better, it's called Resurrection Sunday. Because it has a specific purpose for those of us that are called Christian. For the world it's Easter. For Christians it's Resurrection Day. We'll explain a little of that later. All right. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, if you have it, say I have it. I want to begin reading at the twelfth verse, which gives us the background and the foundation for what we want to talk about today beginning with verse 12 now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead so notice that Paul back there 2,000 years ago had to deal with people who were in his time that probably were in the church that said there was no resurrection notice what he says. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, verse 12, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty or vain, as the traditional says, and your faith is also empty or vain. And we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise for if the dead do not rise then Christ is not risen and if Christ is not risen your faith is futile or vain you are still in your sins Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive, but each one in his own order. Christ, the first fruit. afterward, those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy, That will be destroyed is death that's good news now I want to talk a little from the subject Uh, it's a familiar subject but I mean don't we celebrate your birthday every year same you same birthday same old you born on the same old day we have a cake with the same old you (laughs) printed or whatever on the cake so why can't we go over this again because this actually is the capstone of Christianity if there is no resurrection then all we have is religion and religion is the worst thing that ever happened to mankind it is an abomination religion is now Christianity is not a religion there have been some that have attempted to turn it into a religion but it was never intended to be one. Jesus, the Christ, who is the centerpiece of Christianity, when he came, he said, I have come to seek and to save that which is lost. He said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. He didn't say he was going to build another religion because they already had religion in the world before he ever showed up on the scene. So he didn't come to bring us what we already had because religion is an abomination. It is a trap. It it is negative. It is not godly. It's manly. Created by man, not by God. Like I say, they put and attempted to put Christianity in the cast of religion. But it's not a religion. It's a man, Jesus Christ. And the only thing that makes it viable, the only thing that makes it powerful, is the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. That's what we're supposed to be celebrating today, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, go to John's Gospel, chapter 11. Let's look at a couple of terminologies so that we can clarify some things that perhaps are not clear to some people because there are two terms that we found, find used in the Bible. One is called raised from the dead and one is called resurrection, and they are different. They have a different purpose, a different meaning, and we need to understand so that we can understand and appreciate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. John chapter 11. This is the account, if you're familiar at all with the Bible, Jesus, of course, dealing with the man Lazarus who had died. In John chapter 11, if you have it, say I have it. I want to read uh, begin at verse, beginning at verse 24. It says, Martha said to him, this was the sister of the man who had died. Martha said to him, I know that he will, referring to her brother Lazarus, he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He's talking about spiritual life and spiritual death, not physical, okay? So Jesus said in verse 25, He said, I am the resurrection. The resurrection is really not a day. The resurrection is a man. He's the only one that we have any record of in human history that's called the resurrection. The resurrection is really not a day. It's a man because if there was no Jesus, there would be no day of resurrection. He makes the day because he'd be the man, to use my very best grammar all right now let's look at something else in reference to this these words raised and resurrection go to Romans chapter 6 Romans the sixth chapter because there is a difference between resurrection and being raised from the dead we have accounts throughout the Gospels of Jesus raising people from the dead but they were never resurrected. All right, Romans chapter 6, if you have it, say, I have it. All right, uh, chapter 6 and verse 9. It says, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. Now, it uses the term raised from the dead, but notice also how it's qualified. It says, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, literally resurrected, From the dead dies no more that's the difference between being raised from the dead and resurrection when you're resurrected there's no more death when you're raised from the dead you may have to die again we just read it in John chapter 11 about the man Lazarus well Lazarus even though he physically died and then Jesus came and raised him from the dead he had to die again He wasn't resurrected. He had to die because don't you know that if Lazarus was still alive after 2,000 years, that would be the greatest story that CNN ever had or ABC or CBS or NBC. Man, you talk about a story. Here's a man that's been alive for 2,000 years. Can you imagine the information that he could share with us? The thing that he's heard, the thing that he's seen, the thing that he has experienced over a 2,000-year period. Don't you think somebody would find this man if he was still alive? No, he had to die again because he wasn't resurrected. That's the difference. All right, moving right along. Go now to Luke chapter 20. Luke chapter 20, if you please. If Christ did not rise, what then? I tell you what then, we got a monumental problem on our hands. Luke chapter 20, if you have it, say, I have it. I have it. All right. Verse 34, Jesus answered and said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, nor can they die anymore. For they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. So resurrection means you don't die anymore. Being raised from the dead, you may have to die again. Jesus raised Lazarus. He raised Jairus, his 12-year-old daughter, and he also raised the widow of Nain's son. But they all had to die again because if they were still alive, I'm telling you, somebody would have found out about it and it would be a rich story that they could tell. But We haven't heard anything about them. Amen? Now, let's go to Acts chapter 12 because this day traditionally has been called Easter. And there are a lot of things that I could say about Easter, but I don't really have the time to do so. But I will suffice it to say this, that Easter is not a biblical term. And Easter is not a Christian term. And Easter has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with the resurrection. All right. Acts chapter what? 12. And look at verse 4. 12 and 4. It says, So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Now, if you're reading from the traditional King James Version of the Bible, it says Easter. But that word Easter, if you look it up in the original Greek from which our English Bibles are translated from, you'll find out it's the word Pascha, which literally means Passover. And that's, I'm reading from the New King James, and it translates it correctly. Easter is not biblical. Easter is a pagan doctrine that was folded into Christianity during the time of Constantine, the emperor who made, at that time, because he had had an experience with God, and he made Christianity the state religion, and so in order to keep peace among all the political people, all the military people, he allowed everybody to bring all their garbage into Christianity, and that's how it got watered down with all these strange doctrines. There is no, the bunnies have nothing to do with Jesus. The chocolate eggs, even though I like the chocolate eggs, they're good, but I don't need them to because of Easter, I eat it because it's chocolate age. And I like chocolate age. Amen. But don't bring that stuff into Christianity because it has nothing to do with the Bible. Okay? Easter is not Christian. Traditional, yes, but not Christian. Now, we want to look at something else because I, I, had, a, I had to um, talk to someone this past week about a project that we're working on together. And uh, so I, was, I finished my part of the project, and I wanted to call the person and tell them, look, I finished my part. I want to know how or when or where do you want me to deliver this to you so that the project can go on. And found out the place was closed because of Good Friday. It was closed in observance of Good Friday. But, you know, what is that? When I used to work... Well, no, actually, I do, it to, I do it now. I get paid on Friday, brother, sister. Every Friday is good Friday to me. I get a paycheck. Every Friday is good. And on no special Friday, every Friday is good because that's when I get my paycheck. But this thing about good Friday is, is, is really, it's a misnomer, biblically speaking. You have to understand there is such a thing as good Friday traditionally and religiously but not biblically. Okay? Now, I want to pause for a moment because I want that to sink in. Yes, it's, it's, it's traditional. It is religious. It is denominational. But it's not B-I-B-L-E, better known as the good book. <laughs> okay? Now, let's look at this. Go to Mark chapter 15. Mark's gospel chapter 15 because what we want to do is look at because see good friday is supposed to be the day on which jesus died but we have some other scripture that we'll look at shortly where jesus himself said that 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 he would be in the grave uh, actually the religious leaders came to him and wanted to to shut him down and so they wanted to challenge him with 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 tell it, give them a sign and so he said no sign will be given to you but the sign of the prophet jonah because as jonah or as jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Well, I don't care what kind of computer you use or what kind of Palm Pilot you use or what other kind of electronic gizmo you use. There's no way you can get three days and three nights from Friday night a little before 6 p.m. until Sunday morning. Now, you will be better than Houdini <laughs> if you can come up with three days and three nights from Friday to Sunday morning. It, there's, there's no way. Now, I know that there's some concept that the Jews also would allow certain uh, parts of the day, a part of the day to be considered as a day. But you're going to see in just a moment, that may be true as the way they reckon time, but that's not biblical. Plus, there's nothing in the Bible about any part of a night. And so Jesus said three days and three nights. All right. So do you have, what did I tell you to look at? Mark chapter 15. All right, Mark chapter 15, and let's look at verse 42. If you have it, say, I have it. All right, watch this, verse 42, Mark chapter 15. Now when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, underline the words, preparation day. That is the day before the Sabbath. Now, has anybody ever heard the word Sabbath? Or Shabbat? Okay, you've heard the word Sabbath? Or Shabbat does anybody know what Sabbath means just definition etymologically what does the Sabbath mean day of rest and when in the course of the seven-day week is Shabbat or the Sabbath Saturday anybody well if you didn't know that now you do so if nothing else you learn when the Sabbath was it's Saturday okay and it starts at 6 p.m. Friday evening goes to 6 p.m. Saturday evening, that's Shabbat or the Sabbath. Okay, now why is this? Let's read that verse again, verse 42. Now when evening had come because it was a preparation day, that is the day before the Sabbath, well, what would you naturally think from reading that? That's where Good Friday came. You would assume that that's got to be Friday because the Sabbath is Saturday. And usually the day, not always, but usually the day that comes before Saturday is Friday. I mean some people lose it and they don't know what day they're in. But but you know, normally Friday comes before Sabbath, or before Saturday, the Sabbath. So obviously then you could you could conjure up this idea, ah, that must be that must be Good Friday when Jesus died. But you still have to deal with three days and three nights and you can't possibly get it. No, you can't even stretch that lie. (laughs) That's a rubber band. It'll break right in your face. It can't be true, isn't it? And we're gonna see that in just a moment more clearly.
0: God instituted the family unit in the book of Genesis and it remains his most sacred institution to this day. The relationship between husbands and wives, between parents and children, nothing is more precious in his sight. How could you be a more effective husband? How can you be a more godly wife? What should parents and children expect from each other? Dr. Frederick K.C. Price reveals the answers in The Christian Family. No one tells it like Dr. Frederick K.C. Price. Based on the Word of God and over 50 years of pastoral experience, he clearly defines the roles of family members and offers insight on how to live as a modern Christian family. Get this awesome teaching in a 10-disc DVD set for your love gift of $150 or more. Call the number on your screen or write to Dr. Frederick K. C. Price, Box 90,000, Los Angeles, California, 90009. The Christian Family. Call or write today. Have you ever wondered who or what is the Holy Spirit, or how can I get this power force to work in my life? These questions and many more concerning the Holy Spirit are addressed in Dr. Price's teaching, The Holy Spirit Series. The seven-part series includes topics such as Who is the Holy Spirit, Gifts of the Spirit, and much more. This extensive 51-hour study is now available on Compact Disc for your love gift of $150 or more. Call 800-927-3436 to order The Holy Spirit on CD and learn how to put this mighty helper to work in your life. Call now. 1 Peter 2.24 is perhaps the most quoted scripture when it comes to receiving divine health. Jesus himself bore our sins on the cross, and by his stripes you were healed. But what does that really mean? How can you as a child of God exercise this powerful promise against sickness and disease? The answers are contained in Dr. Price's 3 CD study of 1 Peter 2.24 cancer, diabetes, AIDS, no condition is resistant to the promise of 1 Peter 2.24. But you won't live it until you get the revelation contained in this three CD set. It's yours today for a love gift of $15 or more toward the ongoing work of this ministry. Why live with sickness when Jesus has already paid the price for your freedom? Call the number on your screen or write to Dr. Frederick K.C. Price, Box 90,000, Los Angeles, California. Nine zero zero 1 peter two twenty four
1: christians need to understand their covenant with god you have all the provision you need you just need to understand what your covenant means and then develop faith to exercise those benefits
0: christians have a covenant with god learn what that means and how to effectively operate in it
1: get my cd series entitled our covenant with god And never doubt the power of your covenant again.
0: Get this two CD set by Pastor Frederick Price for your love gift of $9.95 or more toward the ongoing work of this ministry. Call or write
1: today. Go also to John chapter 19. John chapter 19. John chapter 19 if you have it say I have it now remember what we just read it said preparation day remember that preparation of the Sabbath right preparation of the Sabbath all right now in John chapter 19 we'll look at verse 14 John 19 14 now it was the preparation day of the path over. And about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold your king. Now there's that word preparation again, but now it narrows it down and defines what preparation it was because normally the weekly Sabbath that comes 52 times a year, the Friday is never referred to as a preparation of it. This is something special, something different. It's a Passover. Okay? All right, let's go on. Look now, uh, while you're in that same 19th chapter of John, look at verse, verse 31. Verse 31. Therefore, because it was a preparation day, there it is again, watch it, therefore, because it was a preparation day, that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, there's the Sabbath again, But watch this. For that Sabbath was a high day. Right there, that ought to alert you to the fact this was a different kind of Sabbath. This couldn't have been the weekly Sabbath because then they would have to say that about every Sabbath for 52 weeks. But listen to this again. For that Sabbath was a high day. The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Now, high day preparation day what's that talking about all right go to the book of exodus chapter 12 exodus what yeah that's what i said exodus it's in the bible right after genesis if you can't find the first book in the bible you have serious issues <laughs> you can't find the beginning you got some real issues all right exodus chapter, chapter 12, Exodus chapter 12, understand the Bible, and this is why some people have a problem with it, because they don't understand the principle, the Bible is progressive revelation, it's progressive revelation, God doesn't dump on you all at once, the book doesn't dump on us all at once. It's step by step by step by step by step by step. Usually, it's, like, it's kind of like a recipe. If you're a culinary master, and especially with pastries and you're going to maybe bake a cake or a pie, you don't just take all of the ingredients that are ultimately going to go into the cake and just dump them all in the bowl at the same time. Isn't that right? You usually put a few things in and... Start mixing them up, and, you know, and then you fold in a few more things and fold in a few more things and finally get the batter just like you want it and put it in a prepared pan and stick it in the oven and bake it. I know some of you probably don't even know nothing about baking anything because nowadays everything is fast, this fast, that, instant, this instant, that. But some some folks are young enough to remember that people used to start from what they call scratch. Oh, scratch. And they would, okay. All right. All right. You got it in Exodus chapter what? 12 now raise your right hand quickly raise your right hand say I'm listening I'm, listening. I'm gonna follow you while you read <laughs> you, you got you got to get this so you can understand Easter <laughs> resurrection are right, ready Go ahead. chapter 12 and I think I want you to start at verse 1 right, now. now now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying this month shall be your beginning of months not not the beginning of months, the beginning of your month. Get that. It's very important. Not the beginning of month, because we're under the Julian calendar, and it's a different beginning of month. Our beginning of month is what? January. Not so with the children of Israel. All right. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of month. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Not to the world, but to you to all the congregation of Israel saying on the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father a lamb for a household and if the household is too small for the lamb let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons according to each man's need you shall make your count for the lamb your lamb shall be without blemish a male of the first year you sh- you may take it from the sheep or from the goats Watch this now, verse 6. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. Six o'clock in the evening. Notice the 14th, on the 14th day. Now the first month for them, Israelites, was the month of Nisan, N-I-S-A-N, Nisan. That was their first month. That was their January, if you would. And they were to take that lamb, but they weren't to kill it until the fourteenth day. That was a type and a shadow. Now let's look at first Corinthians chapter five. First Corinthians chapter five. First Corinthians chapter five. Now this is now this. Will tell you when Jesus died. we we getting ready to read? This will tell you when Jesus died, and it'll tell you that Good Friday doesn't compute. Doesn't compute. Okay. All right. First Corinthians chapter five. If you have it, say I have it. I guess I better get First Corinthians instead of Second Corinthians might work better. Alright, five. Oh, now you gotta you gotta raise your right hand again. Wiggle your finger like that. I wanna be sure you okay. All right. Well this is important. This is rich. First Corinthians chapter five verse seven. Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened, for indeed Christ Our Passover was sacrificed for us. Christ was the Passover lamb. John the Baptist saw him coming down the road and said to his disciples and to the people around him, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is our Passover. Over lamb and in order for to fulfill the type and the shadow Jesus had to die on the same day that the children of Israel were required to take a lamb of the first year and kill it on the 14th day of Nisan and I submit to you that in the day that Jesus lived the 14th day of Nisan was on a Wednesday not on a Friday therefore he was crucified not on Friday but on Wednesday now let's find out something else here Um uh, you have to understand Now we've talked about th- that verse where it said this was a high day a different this was kind of a different kind of, uh, of, of Sabbath I want to show you that there are other Sabbaths go to numbers chapter 28 quickly numbers chapter 28 see the weekly Sabbath the seventh day of rest Sabbath wasn't the only Sabbath that God gave to the people. That's where people make a big mistake, thinking that the only Sabbath is on the Saturday. Numbers chapter 28. All right. Numbers 28. If you have it, say I have it. All right. Verse 16. On the t- Oh, there it is. Ooh, whoop. There it is. I know that's old, but it fits. (laughs) On the 14th day of the first month is the Passover of the Lord. And on the 15th day of this month is the feast. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary or servile work as the tradition says. That word, if you look it up, convocation is Sabbath. There were several Sabbaths that the children of Israel were required to observe. I don't have time because of time to give them all to you. Write this down, though. Leviticus, just L-E-V, period, 23, 23rd chapter, verses 3 through 8, verses 24 through 27, verses 32, 34, and 35. I'll give it to you again. Leviticus, chapter 23, verses 3 through 8, 24 through 27, 32, 34, 35. All of these are holy convocations, better known as Sabbaths. All of them. Now, now, the Sabbath, the weekly Sabbath, was, as I said earlier, 6 p.m. on Friday evening to 6 p.m. Saturday evening. That was the Sabbath, Shabbat. Now, how long did Jesus say he would be in the grave? You know. The man, you would think that the man that had to do the dying would know how long he's going to die or how long he would be dead. I think that he would have a better thumbs up on it than you, Mm -hmm. me, or anybody else, right? Let's find out. What he said himself about it, because all of this revolves around him. If Christ did not rise, we, all you have is religion. And man, I don't want nothing to do with religion. Religion is the worst thing. I already said that before. I don't want to go into that again. But religion is pitiful, terrible. It's not, it'll, it'll do nothing for you. Actually, it'll kill you and send you to hell. That's what it'll do for you. In the final analysis, look good on the outside, but inside, dead men's bones. It's like a facade at a movie studio where it looked like it's a whole house or a city or a bunch of buildings. Nothing behind it but a prop holding the thing up religion terrible worst worst thing in the world religion all right but let's find out what Jesus said how long he would be in the grave go to Matthew chapter 12 now under look notice what we're doing now we're reading we're reading the Bible right did you see anything that since we've been looking at the few scriptures that we've looked at did you see anything in those scriptures that said Crenshaw Christian Center Doctrine Okay, so we're, we're reading the Bible. So when we get to the end, you say, I disagree with Brother Price. Talk to the hand. I don't want to hear it. We're reading. You, you tell God that. You put your little bony finger in God's face and tell him, I don't, I don't agree with that. Okay? Because all we're doing, I'm reading the Bible. All right. Matthew chapter 12, we're going to find out from the mouth of Jesus Christ himself how long he would be in the grave. All right, John chapter, I mean Matthew chapter 12, uh, verse 40. 4-0, Matthew 12 and 40. Verse, well, let's look at verse 39. But he answered, well, go to verse 38. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be granted or given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days, how many days? Three days. And three nights, how many nights? Three In the belly of the fish, or the great fish, so will the Son of Man, referring to himself, the Son of Man, be, and he fixed it up. He didn't say, so the Son of Man will be like Jonah. He he repeats it again, so don't get on my case for repetition, okay? Whereas Jonah was three days, three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Just in case you can't read too well is what he was saying. I'm saying it twice. Three days, three nights. Not a part of a day, but three days and three nights, okay now may, many of you may have heard that business about Jonah and really never read it so I want to leave this with you go to Jonah chapter 1 who Jonah that's what I said if you can't find Jonah go to find Obadiah Obadiah? who <laughs> that's what I said Obadiah if you can't find Obadiah find Micah if you can find Micah Jonah is the salami that's in the sandwich of Obadiah and Micah. I'm just trying to make it easy for you. You know, I'm trying to help you. just trying to give you some, 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 Jonah. Jonah. I know some of you probably haven't been in the Old Testament since heck was a pup. And he's a big dog now and got puppies of his own. All right, Jonah chapter 1. If you have it, say I have it. It <laughs> wasn't too many. He's still looking. He's still trying to find Jonah. Go to the index or the table of contents. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll help you. All right, Jonah chapter 1. I got to move on. Verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. That's exactly what Jesus was referring to. Okay? Now, go also... To Matthew 27 27 chapter of Matthew Matthew 27 well I think I'm doing pretty good here Matthew 27 time-wise Matthew 27 27 27 27 once 27 twice sold Matthew 27 if you have it say I have it verse 63 All right, let's look at verse 62. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, there's it again, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember while he was still alive how that deceiver said, After three days, I will rise. So now we have it from the mouth of the detractors. Go to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Just a couple of pages over. Mark chapter 8. All right. If you have it, see, I have it. Verse 31. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And after what? Three days. Rise. Again. Again. So, we have it from the mouth of Jesus himself, 3 days and 3 nights. Now, as I said, Jesus died on the 14th day of Nisan in the year that he lived, and it was on a Wednesday. So, he had to be 3 days and 3 nights. So, Wednesday night would be the first night in the grave, Thursday night the second night, Friday night the third night. Thursday day would be the first day, Friday day would be the third second day, and Saturday day would be The third day now keep that in mind go now to John chapter 11 John chapter 11 well let the Bible interpret itself see as I say there are some that claim that the Jews sometimes would would use part of a day to describe the whole day but we need to find out what is a day you know what what does god say a day is what fred says is great but doesn't mean too much what you say doesn't mean too much you find out what what does the bible say or doesn't say anything john chapter 11 and do you have it say i have it verse 9 jesus answered are there not 12 hours in the day if anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. Now, Jesus said there are 12 hours in a day. Now, we know that the cycle is 24. So, if there are 12 in the day, duh, maybe there are 12 in the night. That would make 24, right? That's a whole cycle, right? So, a day has got to be 12 hours, not a part of a day but the whole day. And the night, 12 hours to make it a whole night. 24 hours making it a day. Now, something else that's extremely important for us to understand. When did Jesus rise from the dead? Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. When did Jesus rise? See, on our side of the ledger, Jesus was raised on God's side, Jesus was resurrected. So you get to understand it from that standpoint. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. If you have it, say I have it. All right. All right. All right, where am I? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Oh. now watch this now. Watch this now. Sabbath, Shabbat. It starts 6 p.m. Friday goes to 6 p.m. Saturday. Sabbath, Shabbat. It's over at 6 p.m. Saturday. Okay? Matthew 28, verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. After the Sabbath. So that means they could have come any time after 6 p.m. on Saturday and it would be dawning towards the first day of the week. Now, let's look at something else that's awesomely important that you may have never, ever seen in your little life. Go to Genesis chapter 1. First book of the Bible. If you have a problem finding it, get rid of your Bible. Just trade it in, get you an SUV. It'll probably do you more good. Amen. Okay. Oh, I think I'm doing good. and moving on here. I had a lot to cover. I had to leave a lot out. Okay, you got Genesis chapter 1? Now, let's find out how does God compute time? Because what you and I think about it doesn't matter. How, how does God see time? Or let me say it this way. How does God see a day? Now, in our modern day, for years, but I mean, in our society, really, when, when do we consider a day having started? When we get up in the morning. When daylight comes. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, we know technically 12 midnight, 12.01, but I mean, we consider a day when we wake up, you know, or when light, first light. Isn't that right? I mean, basically. All right. God doesn't, compute a day that way Genesis chapter 1 if you have it say I have it alright now we're going to look at some scriptures real quick verse 5 God called the light day and the darkness he called night so the evening and the morning were the first day look at verse 8 and God called the firmament heaven so the evening and the morning were the first or the second day look at verse 13 so the evening and the morning were the third day look at verse 19 So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Look at verse 23. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Look at verse 31. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now there it says five times. God doesn't start up morning and evening. He starts evening and evening morning evening and morning now 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 so Jesus was crucified on Wednesday they couldn't leave the bodies on the cross after 6 because that's when the special Passover Sabbath began. So again, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, three nights. Thursday, Friday, Saturday day, three days. The the weekly Sabbath was over 6 p.m. on Saturday. Now, go to Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. And I'm going to show you where sunrise service comes from. And you'll understand why we never have one here at this church. Because it's not biblical. They had them all over the place. See, we're not knocking anyone's sincerity. You know we're not knocking anyone's purpose. But what we're trying to do is to ferret out the truth. Because Jesus said it's the truth that will make you free. He never said the traditions will make you free. He said the truth will. He never said religion would make you free and he never said the denominations would make you free he never said the theology would make you free that the truth will and he said my word is truth." are you ready can you stand this I hope you can handle it mark chapter 16 here's how this Easter sunrise thing started verse 9 Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, Uh aha, I knew Dr. Price was off, he's wrong. It says right there that he rose on the first day of the week. Here's what you need to know if you don't know it. The Bible was originally, the New Testament was originally written in scroll form, scrolls. And it was written in what's called continuous narrative form. All the letters were the same size. In other words, there was no differentiation between capitalized letters and small case. There were no punctuation marks or chapter divisions. They were all added arbitrarily by the translators, which is not necessarily wrong. It gives us reference points. It makes it easy to find things in the Bible, but it also can be misleading and confusing if the translators translated it incorrectly. Now, I want to show you just what one punctuation mark can do. Let's look at that verse again, verse 9 verse 9. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, comma, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, comma, out of whom he had cast seven demons, period. Now watch this. Let's change something here. We're not going to change any words. Uh, 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 Now, when he rose, comma, early on the first day of the week, comma, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Now to prove that, Let's drop the words early on the first day of the week. Drop those words and we'll go from now when he rose, he appeared first too. That makes sense, doesn't it? The other statement just simply tells you the surrounding information. By putting a comma after rose, now when he rose. He rose after six o'clock. He might have rose at seven o'clock or 6.30, time. All it says is now when he rose early on the first day of the week he appeared to that's when he appeared to them was early on the first day but that's not when he rose but it is when I quit because I'm out of time Jesus did rise, stay right where you are. This message has been a blessing to you and that's which has some very important information about how you may obtain audio cassette and CD of the message
0: Praise God we want to thank you for listening to that leave the Easter Bunny rabbits out of it that ain't got nothing to do with the resurrection of Christ Don't let the world tell you what day to worship Jesus on his resurrection. He's resurrected every day in me. God bless and shalom.